get notifications, and stay updated every time I post a challenge podcast by hitting the subscribe button. Thank you all, and hope you enjoy. Yeah, uh, definitely Bron- have to be a Broncos fan now, even though you know I'm from Wisconsin originally, so go Pack Go forever. <laughs> oh, <laughs> then you got me on that last one then from back in January. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You, you caught us though. We had a uh, half our team rolling into uh, Lambo. We had to pull Martin oh. Lynch off the off the street. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good sports spot for sure. There's nothing else going on there except for football. <laughs> yeah. But uh, let me give you a proper introduction. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. This is uh, big number episode fifty, and. No, you're not imagining things, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Landon Luke is on your screen right now, folks. Landon, welcome. Thank you very much. Nice to, uh, nice to be here. Appreciate the invite. How are you doing today, Landon? Well, more specifically, just in general, I know we don't get to hear from your you post on Instagram too, or anything like that. And I mean, I'm sure you see on the news what 2020 has been like. So what is, uh, yeah. what's 2020 kind of been like with you, with all the craziness in the world? Um... Yeah, so professionally speaking, I've been a uh, dental equipment specialist, which means I design and and uh, equip dental offices, which is weird and niche, as that sounds like. You'd be exactly right. It is very weird and very niche. Um, but I've been doing that for the last 10 years. So the last time you guys saw me on TV, I'd already just started um, kind of this job. So things have been cruising along. I was in San Diego for like seven years, and then got an opportunity to come to Denver, which is a much more progressive dental area, believe it or not. And uh, so I jumped at that, came to Denver and have been living, got married, just celebrated my first anniversary with my wife. And so it's been awesome. The last 10 years has been really, really great. Uh, even though have been doing challenges, I've been getting invited and um, kind of turning them down in a way. Um, but just having like a real life, a real world job um, does not allow to take off four to six weeks without email or phone or anything like you just can't, can't do it. So I tried to dance around it for a while, but it's just become to a point where my professional life is, is a career. And so it gets harder and harder to get away. But um, that being said, Mike, I, 2020 has been really effing weird i don't know if i can swear on this or not but really effing weird (laughs) and uh it's it's kind of junked up like our sales as a corporation went down 85 percent which is a big problem um but luckily for for me my my sales have been you know just fine so everything is good but yeah i mean the weird the year has been pretty crazy um but my wife and i have been camping a ton up in the mountains and going on little trips here and there and having people visit us from kind of all over. She is from SoCal. We've had people coming out to visit us at our house here in, in Southern Denver. So it's been, it's been a weird year, but it's been great. I was actually just going through photos on my phone last night and I was just like, wow, we've actually been able to do a lot this year with coronavirus. I've been on my road bike more than I have been in the last 10 years, which is great. I'm like fitter than I have been in a long time. So that's, a great feeling so yeah weird but it's it's been awesome yeah you're telling me i mean i'm in uh <laughs> i'm in jersey so i'm uh i'm about 10 15 from times square so i mean hey that, wow. that kind of speaks for itself i mean 
for if you watch or pay attention to the news in the beginning of this at least new york new jersey caught it like the worst we're kind of on pace yeah. to control it now but um yeah good like friday was actually the first day that uh my gym in my town opened for the first time seriously mm. wow that's like oh. pretty locked down like you can see i'm in my car and I've got a meeting right after this phone call. I've got a dentist coming over to look at some, you know, instruments and crap like that. And so business in Colorado is somewhat kind of back to normal and has been for a while. You have to like wear a mask here or there, but I don't know. I, it, it's kind of, it's kind of normal here. So, which is really good, <laughs> but we don't have as many people as you guys have. You guys are on top of each other out there. Yeah, <laughs> that that's um, it, it's it's oh my god, I can't even imagine the next time I'll probably be out in New York, which is crazy to say because I'm literally like yeah. a ten minute bus ride away. I um, just with everything going on, uh, I can't really envision myself going back for quite some time. Yeah, that's that's nuts, man. You must be going crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm like uh, you know, I'm like feel like I'm locked in a cage. I mean, we just um. <laughs> I just started like class like a week ago and it's all online and that's um, yeah first year of college was um I mean you could probably even attest what you've gone you've been in college like you know everything's like so big when you first get there you know what I mean like (laughs) it's you're like a small fish in a big pond and then um to go from like that to that's like one extreme to the next where the next year you're just at home in your room on a Skype call with or Zoom call whatever it may be with like a professor and like a call of like 40 people yeah yeah that's really crazy i was texting with um my wife's uh cousin is in school in washington i believe and so um because we've got you know nieces and nephews that are off to school and they're in like little clear cubicles like kids that are like seven years old they're like in cubicles and it's just bizarre and so i was texting a pictures of our seven-year-old niece over to our cousin who's like i think in her sophomore year in college and she's like got her computer open on her bed and it's just bizarre like i don't know to do that to a college experience is just fucking wrong like you guys should be outraging doing all sorts of things that you should never do again in your life and i don't know this whole thing is just twisted i don't know what to think of it yeah from start to finish too but um you know I do want to, you know, shift kind of into what people, I mean, people are probably who are yeah. watching this right now are like, what is it? Did I come here for like, you know, a lecture hall or a challenge yeah. podcast? But, um, you know, let's, uh, let's kind of shift into it. So I yeah. know that you had your real world Philadelphia experience, not going to get into the whole process, but just simply going to ask you was that, did you have aspirations to be on TV or was it kind of just a snowball effect? Like back then? Yeah. Um, I think for me, um, I just wanted the experience. I had, I had heard from a few people once I'd start an interview that it was just an excellent opportunity to like get out. I mean, I was from a small town in Wisconsin, 10,000 people and, you know, just grew up in that atmosphere, which was wonderful being on the outside of Minneapolis, St. Paul. So you get a little bit of small town, a little bit of bigger town and, I don't know, like the idea of actually getting out and really traveling and, and moving places was a little alien to me. And it was just an opportunity to have someone kick me in the ass and be like, get out, do this. We're 
paying for you to do this. And honestly, it was never realistic that I was going to be on the show, right? You just go through it and you're like, oh my God, this is like shits and giggles of making it to the next level. And all of a sudden it's like, no, you made it. Now you, you need to go. And you're like, oh shit. Like now it's, it's real. And the idea of whether you want to do this or not, because it's like MTV. And of course you do it because it's MTV. Like there, especially at that age, it was like, there was no question, you know, in 2004 was when I interviewed. So it was like MTV was even bigger then, you know? And so it was just an opportunity for me to travel. Um, I didn't have like any money. And so it was like the only way I could have traveled. So I really did it for that. And it was a complete afterthought of people watching it. You know, like I was nervous about filming it and I should have been nervous about (laughs) watching it, you know? And, but that's just like, you do a show for the first time and you're a complete moron and drinking way too much and just doing things that you should do off camera, but you're doing it on camera because you have no idea that they're actually going to edit all this and play it back. And so it was, it was really just the experience of it and the, the actual like being on TV was an afterthought um, and it was not the principal reason at all. Right. And you mentioned about, um, you know, auditioning in 2004, Lynn. And I mean, not, I don't want to make you feel old or anything here, but <laughs> I just want to put into perspective that I, I think I was in about third grade when uh, you were uh, racing <laughs> up that snowy mountain in Whistler with Carly. So, well, that's how old I acted. So, you know, <laughs> yeah no it's been a long time and um i think that's like the thing about going back now like when when i was doing that in whistler and i mean that was that i threw my hat in the ring and and got it and at the end of it it was like look i never thought i was gonna win this like the very first day i was able to make phone call i was like i'm coming home like this like we're not winning like if I remember right, it was Laurel and Kenny were monsters, you know, they were just, there was no way anyone was going to beat them. Like being matched up like that, it was like not a chance. And then as we got more and more into the competitions, Carly, even though she wasn't the most athletic was, she would not quit. And that's the perfect partner who's just like, not going to quit. He's just going to do whatever they can to, to win. So, yeah, I mean, third grade that like what puts you at, 12 years old how old are you seven oh like seven eight yeah (laughs) yeah so it's it's been a long time and so being enticed to go back on it's like look I'm I just turned 41 like I don't know if that's like a great idea to be going up against a bunch of like 18 19 year old kids who are jacked coming out of the gym like I just don't know if that's like in like really makes a lot of sense for my life right now. Like Mark Long had called me and he's like, Hey man, he's like one of my favorite. He's so fucking cool. And I was like, how are you? I haven't talked to you in, I don't know, seven years or something like that. I'm like, how are you? So caught up a little bit. And he's like, I'm pitching this show. What do you think? And I'm like, dude, we are old, bro. Like, why are we going to go on MTV? And he's like, no, 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 no. We're going to get like the old school guys. And I'm like, I don't know, man, it would, it would take a lot. And he's like, I don't know, man, you name it. I'm pitching the show. And I'm like, well, here's what it would take. And he's like, okay, well, I don't know if that's going to happen. But <laughs> so it's just, 
I don't know. When you start making decent school out of money, or excuse me, decent money out of school, it's hard to go back against your education and all the groundwork you've laid to go in and just start to be recognized by, you know, people all over. It's just, it's a departure from what you've tried to get, get away from for the last, for me, 10 years. Not that I don't enjoy, not that like fans aren't super nice. They are, but it's, I love like going into a restaurant now and servers will come up and 90% of the time they won't have a clue what I've done in the past and all that. And that's nice. You know, like when you're in college, like MTV sounds cool because of all of that stuff. And then when you do it, then it's like, it would be nice to not have that anymore and to be able to elect to not do it, but you can't, it's just time of getting old and having your seasons not replayed anymore. So it just takes time. And now that I'm kind of there, it's, it's difficult to think about going back to that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you said it best. Um, Carly, I don't know if you knew this. I mean, I mean, I had her on months ago, but she actually, after you guys um, won your, uh, you know, fresh meat season, obviously she ended up not coming back, but I think it was two years later, there was a real world um, back to Las Vegas and she okay. actually made a cameo appearance on that. And oh. they didn't let, they didn't list her as uh, Carly. They just had her as like local girl or something like that. Which oh, really? Cool. <laughs> and she was pissed about it. <laughs> she was, yeah, she was mad about a few things. I remember when we did the after show, the girls were attacking her pretty badly. And she, I don't know. I mean, she wasn't the most athletic, but she was there. I mean, she, she won, you know, like, what, what are you going to do? I mean, you got to give her that, um, got to give her that respect. Um, or at least I feel that way. I don't think the other people feel that way, but you know, what do you do? It is what it is. <laughs> yeah. But, um, obviously you, uh, had your wrestling thing going on in, uh, you know, college, you and your, you know, career that was very successful. <laughs> a story that fans wanted me to um, ask you because actually my uh, last episode I had Kenny on and you know how he has his okay. wrestling thing going. He uh, was uh, he was kind of on here blowing smoke up his own ass talking about how sure. he took how he took you in a wrestling match. Was there any uh, truth to that? Not at all. I don't know what he would be referring to. The only person I really got into it with was Derek. Like from the beginning, he's tough little motherfucker um but him and i got into it and i think maybe abe and i got into it a little bit like on the earlier challenges but kenny and i always i don't know if it was uh i'm sure it was respect of like he's on the show we always kept our distance from each other like and i like kenny kenny's really cool off camera on camera he's a total dick um and that was true with a lot of the guys from the shows which was kind of a shitty part of the show is like you you like you everybody flies into the city and you see each other and you're like all right cool man i haven't seen you in forever like you're just hanging out having a drink or two and everybody's cool and then the cameras start recording and all of a sudden they're a completely different person um and it's just it it always seemed unnecessary to me you know like people like turn it on for the camera it's like why aren't you just like like yourself like this is reality tv right like why are you i don't know and they always had like all these lines practiced like these big like 
I don't know, just sayings that they would come up with when it's, I don't know. It always just seems silly to me, but I really do like Kenny and there was a lot of respect that I don't think we ever wrestled ever. <laughs> yeah. So he was, he was making forgetting it. <laughs> I don't know um, how, you know, familiar you are with like WWE turns, but he basically, he made it sound like he uh, kind of like, over the shoulder pressed about half the like uh, house on fresh meat too is basically what he made that sound like. <laughs> fresh meat too, so that was what Whistler right with Carly. Um, I don't remember anything like that. I remember the the hurricane Rocky like a hurricane thing. That was the most annoying thing in the world. Um, now I'm pretty sure Kenny's just making that crap up. So more power to him though. There you go. Yep. Absolutely. Do it, Kenny. (laughs) Before we get into like another, you know, or more of the bigger points, I want to knock something else out that people wanted me to ask was, because when I had Nor on, he had mentioned that prior to that, you know, last season you did in Whistler that you didn't have a gym membership. Was there truth to that one? Um, No, just like mountain biking and push-ups, pretty much. So. I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'll give my father some props on DNA, but I mean, I lifted a lot in college and then quit when I started racing mountain bikes just because upper body mass was a huge disadvantage. So I stopped. Um, and then I've just basically been able to keep in shape just by cycling, whether it's road biking or, or mountain biking and just push-ups, which I haven't been doing a lot of lately, but. <laughs> Landon, I don't know if you knew this, but about maybe 50% of the people watching this self-esteem's just died. <laughs> well, I guess all I can say is all you need to do is push-ups. <laughs> so you don't need a gym membership. You don't need to be going to Orange Theory and all that crap. Like just drop down and do 50 in your dorm room. Like it's not that hard. Um, just start wherever you're at. It doesn't cost anything. And then if you get bored, start putting girls on your back and, you know, doing push-ups with chicks on your back. That's not that bad. Well, you know, tell, tell that to a bunch of people. They might find more incentive to go do them. There you go. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I want to shift into the duel too now. Um, so yeah. we obviously – this is regarded, and I'm sure maybe you could even agree with me, that this was probably regarded as – overall the best performing wise season that you know you put up and ironically enough it's the only one you didn't end up winning um the vote you actually pitched the whole idea when you guys had to vote um who was going in when you came up with the idea of getting the hat and putting the names in it and then as soon as you yeah. left the room it felt like two seconds later yeah. i was like oh you're in did you feel like you yeah, kind of got the that. raw end of the <laughs> you think you got the raw end of the deal on that one uh for sure i mean when it, I think one of the things that I've learned and didn't know at that time is when you get down to that level of the game, uh, any handshakes that you have off camera or anything like that are gonzo. Like, you should not trust anyone at that time. And I think it was I was still learning at that point and felt um, strong enough in the challenge that somebody wouldn't do that uh, because if they did that and then it came back to haunt them, like what that would mean – But I think Evan and Mark um, and Brad had a pretty good idea of exactly what was going to happen. Evan was 
supposed to win, collect the money in Canada, avoid taxes, and then pay them out on the backside long after, which I learned months after the show was done, um, which I think is for sure shitty, but that's kind of all part of the show. Like you, you work every angle that you can to win that. And I did something that was not completely guarded for a minute. And it put me in the, you know, in the final round or whatever they call it, elimination. And even then in the elimination, I was not ready for Brad to be as completely like when he, when he had toe to toe, his breathing like a bull. And I was immediately like, Oh shit, like I'm not ready. And then it was like going, you know, and there's no, there's no redos. So it's like you get DQ to point or, or because it's not done and people have broken the rules and found gray areas. All you live in are the gray areas. And so you can get DQ'd for doing something that, like, live is like, well, is that a rule or not? It's like, it's there. Because so I think that there was nothing wrong with what they pulled. I don't know. Um, there was no, but it was exactly like what the show is, me- is meant to be. It's made to be uh, find every which way you can to win and exploit it. And I let my guard down, and I lost. And that's the way it goes. Yeah, big hypothetical that that I have though for you now is: Do you feel like if you would have won Duel Two, that you would have came back and done Fresh Meat Two? I don't think I would have been invited. Wow. I think they would have been bored with me and just been like, okay, like whatever, you know, like let's let's let somebody else get in here and do some damage. So no, I don't I don't think would have been I don't think it would have played out like that. So, yeah, I mean, the duel too is like haunting. You know, I had shoulder surgery after that, um, so it it stays with me. Like whenever I go to sleep and I'm sleeping on my stomach and I put my shoulder up and I'm like, ah, my fucking Brad, my God damn it, you know? Like, so yeah, it it, it always stays with you. Those ones that are really close, but I think the silver lining is exactly that, Mike. It's like Whistler wouldn't have happened without it. So it's it's one way to look back on it as like, hey, I got my redemption and and now I'm I'm okay. I can move on. Like it's all good. <laughs> right. Uh, Duel two though. Um, a big thing on the first episode that I mean we didn't really get to see like any of your on screen reactions. I mean I know on the after like the stuff they should have shown edition. Like you were the one that took Adam to the hospital. But what was your whole perspective on the uh, whole CT and Adam fight. And I know that you've actually said that like CT's kind of rubbed you the wrong way. And like other podcasts, did that play a part into why that, you know, was your kind of stand? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, CT is, uh, unstable at best. I mean, people love him. Chicks think he's hot. That's fine. Um, I don't find any comfort in living in the same house as him. It's not, it's just not what you would choose to do. Um, so he, he, I think he's a great showman. I don't think he's a great athlete um, at all. Um, and that's not to, like, knock on him. I think he's been great for MTV, the real world, and all that. And is, he's, like, probably one of the biggest characters of all time. Um, but, I mean, just as far as the challenges go, it is what it is. Like, I think Rachel could kick his ass, you know, and would. So... I think that he's not someone who should be 
um, put into a, a scenario where there's like alcohol and other substances that alter personalities, when you know at the beginning he's unstable, like legitimately. And when you're putting someone in that scenario where people's lives are in jeopardy, then Buna Murray TV should take that up the way it is. Um, and yeah, I mean, Adam is a really nice, sweet guy, you know, and they just had a thing from their season, and I don't know, I just felt like it was pretty shitty, and then we went to the hospital, and when we showed up, he was there, and it's like, what are you guys trying to do here? Like, what is going on? Are you trying to, like, literally trying to hurt people? Like, that's just not what TV should be about at all, life in general. Mm. But yeah, um... I want to shift now into, um, you know, Fresh Me Too again. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're coming in playing or forced to play a game, rather, that you're, you know, not traditionally used to playing, which was obviously like a really savvy political game with like the numbers and stuff. Um, Was that kind of stressful? And maybe what are your thoughts on West now since he was kind of a main um, figure point in getting you to play all those games? Um, West is... Uh, very political. I think Evan's very political, uh, very smart in that. Um, smart in a way that, like, Trump got into office, sort of smart. So um, I, w- I just never wanted to play that game. I, I would rather have lost than play the political game because being political means that you need to lie. And you need to tell people things that they want to hear and need to hear in the, in the moment. And then you fuck them over. Like, I, I would, I mean, and then you're on TV doing it. Like, of all places to do something like that would not be on TV where people know exactly why you did it. Like, it just shows um, what you'll do to win a couple dollars, which after taxes ends up being, like, really not much at all. And you need to end up just doing more of these games or get a real job. So to me, it was just never worth it. It it wasn't worth, like, selling out on TV. I mean, I don't know. So I understand why those guys did it. Uh, I just didn't ever want to do that, Mm. if that makes sense. (laughs) No, I I get you. I mean, Kenny, um, you know, I mean, as you could probably imagine, was very vocal about Wes uh, the other day because obviously – I'm sure. But, um, yeah, a big thing I ask people um, in which fans are curious about and people that they haven't seen for a while, they always want to know, like, were there any close calls for them? And, hey, with this topic, <laughs> couldn't be more appropriate for you, sir. So I'm going to ask you, were there any other close calls after Fresh Me Too for you in the sense of um, either almost going on to or strongly considered going on to? Um, like other shows? Other, yeah, other challenges. Yeah, I mean, I think I've been invited to maybe like three or four other challenges. Um, but the problem is that like when they call you, it's not like, hey, Landon, um, so the prize is going to be $250,000. It's going to be in Thailand. Um, we're going to have an $8 million pad and there's no mosquitoes. Like they don't, they don't tell you that, you know, for me to leave my job and I was always very frank with them. I'm like, I can't just take a chance at going to some island where there's like sand fleas and like no ketchup, you know, like 
So I just need to know, like, how much is there to win? Like, how long are we going to be gone? Where is it? Because I don't want to go again to some, like, Grand Island. I want to go to some beautiful place that I've wanted to go. And if you can't tell me those things, then I don't know. Like, thanks, but no thanks. You know, I, I appreciate the invite, but I'm just not willing to scar my entire body, have a horrible experience to win $17,000 before taxes. Like, it's just not, it's just not worth it. And I don't want to sound like I'm like high and mighty. It's just my first two challenges were fun. Like the cast, the crew were cool. The second two were not. It was a stressful environment that was induced by, you know, you know, Murray and they would hold alcohol and only deliver it at a certain time. So if you weren't there, you couldn't get anything that you wanted to drink. Like let's say you wanted a bottle of wine that night, but all the wine was gone because they only brought three bottles for 30 people. You know, it's just, so they would induce this environment that was stressful and you couldn't leave the house. You could only leave the house for 30 minutes, but by yourself. And, and then they just keep stacking stuff on every single show. I think the Whistler one, I brought four books with to read. The next challenge, you couldn't bring a book, you know, and it's just like, okay. So literally they're, they're really like funneling you into exactly what they want, which is just to be in a hostile environment for you to act out violently or aggressively with your friends, you know? And so for me, it wasn't really worth, like it had to be uh, kind of a perfect storm of, of pay of location, um, and then the timing for my for my job had to work out, and they've never been accommodating any of that, and so it unfortunately, just hasn't worked out, you know. So um, I wanted to do uh, a few of them. They had one where it was like you'd go up against Olympic champs or something like that. Ah, champs and pros, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and so they asked me to do that, and I really wanted to do it because it was like only two weeks long. Um, was completely ready to get my ass kicked by all the best athletes in the world. Thought that it would have been awesome anyways, just to like, I don't know, give it your best. Um, but it just didn't work out time-wise and, and whatnot. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe someday, like, I haven't heard back from Mark on this next challenge that he's pitching, but maybe it'll happen. But it, it really has to be kind of perfect for, for my lifestyle at this point. Otherwise, it's just difficult too risky yeah i hear you um that's been a, actually cj i've had from fresh me too he's basically said oh, the yeah. same thing um plenty of people that's why mark i feel like uh started this whole og challenge is basically for those lack of reasons why we're not potentially seeing the people that would be on the old school challenge yeah. is you know case in point what you just said yeah i think there's a classy way to do it but I don't think Buna Murray and MTV is interested in that. Like they, obviously it's all about ratings, right? And so if it's not going to be crazier than the last episode or the last season, how are you going to drive ratings? So I get that whole part and that's the, the public drive that. It's all up to us, like what we watch and what we, you know, really get into. But at the end of the day, it's the people who are, are doing it it's up to them and and if they choose not to be part of that then that's certainly their choice you know once you're there and you're there and you gotta you know make the best of it but you know you don't want to get yourself in the hot water without really knowing what's going on
But I do have to ask you a couple more questions, though, which were kind of yeah. like, um, you know, maybe perspectives on yours that because um, we're talking about two different eras here. Obviously, I know you haven't watched the show for a while. We'll get into that question. But I want to ask this first question, which is, I mean, obviously the term I don't know how familiar you are with the term the goat <laughs> when they oh, talk. About I have someone. heard that. Yeah. yeah, when they call someone the greatest of all time. Believe it or not, Landon, I mean, you're referred to within, you know, the top of the, the top of the top when it comes to that, you know, term with the challenge competitors. But one person that, for whatever reason or another, during that time frame, I mean, you did, you ended up winning, obviously, um, Fresh Meat 2, and you mm -hmm. almost went to the end on Duel 2. In between those shows was uh, uh, Johnny Bananas when he ended up doing his two shows that he ended up winning around the same time. So for whatever reason, your guy's paths um, haven't crossed, and he actually has won the show seven times. So Holy crap. Yeah, That's he awesome. just won the last season. He's like 38, 37, he just won the last season. So I kind of want to – yeah, so, I mean, people <laughs> have been saying and stuff, if Landon was there, he'd take him out. So um, how familiar are you with Johnny? And uh, say if you guys ever did do a show um, with each other, you think you could take him at a final? Um, well, Johnny Bananas is a good guy. I really like him. Um, we spent a spring break together um, after we were both on a couple shows, and we had a blast. Um, he's a ball to hang out with, you know. Um, I think on shows I, I would be – concerned about him politically even though i don't really i haven't really watched the shows but um i think i have my own confidence in my physical you know abilities and whatnot against him and i don't think i would be as worried about that as i would be about the political game if that makes sense so i think i yeah i haven't seen john he lives in San Diego, but um, he's a good guy. I think that we would have a very good competition, um, you know, and who knows? It depends on what the game is. That's my <laughs> best way of being. I feel confident in my field. <laughs> but I definitely have to ask you now, though, since, you know, you haven't been on the show in, you know, what's 10 years now. The last couple of years, they've been pulling from larger casting pools, which consist of the show Big Brother on CBS, Survivor. Um, they've even brought in people from the UK. So, uh, yeah, so it's very diverse now. Um, fans have been vocal kind of about, you know, kind of a mixed bag. You know, you have most the majority of fans that would prefer the original format, which is, you know, real worlders mm -hmm. and road rules the way it's always been. What is uh, maybe your take on them pulling from a larger casting pool, which is obviously consisting what I just mentioned? Do you think it's a good idea? Uh, I don't know. That's a great question. I, I'm sure there's a rhyme and a reason to it. I mean, I'm still friends with some of the higher directors there, and they get on a lot of different shows, and I'm, there's a science behind it, I'm sure. Uh, I get the fans and why they want to see, you know, the same old people because they know them and they might really um, like them and whatnot. So I think it's just trying new stuff, throwing it at the wall, see if it sticks. And 
I mean, in, in their line of work, I mean, they're the pioneers of this. They're the first ones really doing this or were the first ones doing it. And they're just trying something new. I'm sure it's harder and harder to get your ratings to go up. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, if people like it, you know, then great. I, I don't know. Maybe the word's out. You know, I, I, I couldn't tell you, man. It's, it's going to be all in the hands of the producers and the casting directors and things like that. And if I think that pulling from a, a larger pool is going to make it more difficult to win for sure. Um, pulling people from different continents uh, is just going to make the political uh, game more difficult because you come from different backgrounds and, and things like that. So you're introducing possibly new political schemes to things. So, um, it might work, but I mean, hearing it from you that like the fans are like, eh, you know, we want to, we want to see people from our backyard. You know, I want to know people from Cincinnati, Tampa, like wherever that people can associate with rather than bumblefuck, you know, somewhere in Europe. Like, I don't, I don't know where that person comes from, you know, like, so people that they know come from their state or their region of the country where they can assimilate with. Uh, probably means more and in that way you you'd want to root for them you know like oh hey man that guy's from wisconsin and he's my boy he's my boy and you, you wouldn't have that so in that way i agree with you that keeping it to the, the base of the uh, the viewership would be smarter but what the hell do i know i'm a, a i sell dental stuff you know so i stuff to them <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, um, you know, I appreciate you taking the time to do this with me today, Landon. Obviously, I don't yeah. want to keep you too long. You're a busy guy. But for one quick one for the road, say if Una Murray yeah. gives you a call tomorrow and says, hey, Landon, we're having a challenge and, you know, we're able to match your money. You know, we're filming here. What What's uh, what's the answer going to be? Uh, the answer is sit down, talk to the wife. <laughs> Because now my life affects, so um, I think once you become married, it's like, I was not married for a very long time, and uh, a very interesting thing where as much as you think your life is going to be the way it was, um, you love that person, and your life blends with theirs, and so all, all of a sudden, no matter what, you affect them. And so the first thing would be to sit down, uh, talk about money, uh, and talk about probably sit down with my boss and see what would be, you know, possible. Um, and then, I don't know, if they matched everything, then it would be timing and, and who the cast members are, that are going to be there would be a big thing for me. Like, I don't want to, I wouldn't, it wouldn't matter to me to go up against a bunch of like, 18 year old kids that I've never even heard of, never met, and just like that are ready to kill themselves to be an MTV champ. Like, I would more, I would be more comfortable. And I think it would be a lot more fun to be on there with Mark, you know, and Randy and Brad and those guys from back in the day that I really like, you know, um, to make it more enjoyable and to be, to be more of like a life experience versus like just money, you know. So it wouldn't really be so much of a paycheck as it would be like a great experience to go kind of back in time and hang out with the guys and, and have a good time. But 
um, I, I do want to thank you for the opportunity and, um, you know, good luck with the, the podcast and all that. I do want to say so that everybody knows that I do not have an Instagram. So whatever one that if people are on, it's fake, not me. Most of the Facebooks out there that are me are fake. They're not me. I should probably go on and report them. I just haven't. Um, but honestly, if you're like following me on Instagram, it's fake. Uh, following me on Facebook, it's probably fake. And anything else that you're on that's me is probably fake. So just so you guys aren't messaging me, I've got like some fake person answering like it's, it's not me. So um, appreciate all of you guys being such awesome fans. When I do run into somebody that recognizes me on the street, uh, they're super nice and it's, it's fun to like, you know, bring up the past for a couple minutes and whatnot. So appreciate all of you guys following me and being big fans. I don't know if we'll ever be back on, but if I am, I will need your support. <laughs> so, uh, appreciate it. And, um, everybody just take care. You too, Landon. Take care. Thanks for coming on today. Right. You bet. Yeah. Yeah.